Hey everyone, welcome to After the Game, a conversation with my dad post-game. I'm Spencer. And I'm Barry. Welcome to this great night. After the game, about the Utah Jazz and the Houston Rockets, it's May 8th, winding down the end of the season. Another big win back-to-back for the Utah Jazz tonight, 124-116 to 116 against the short-handed Houston Rockets, but the Utah Jazz took care of business. Spencer, any initial thoughts? Yeah, so the game started off. The Jazz quickly went on a 15-point run. I mean, kind of expected as the uh, as the record shows that. I mean, we came off a great win against the Nuggets, and it just seemed to be uh, momentum was still rolling. Came off a 15-point run, and then immediately it became a, a pretty close game as the Rockets started to fight back, and it was went back and forth a little bit. Some key key takeaways from that. It looked like the Rockets. Started to put together a run right when Gobert went to the bench. Um, and then the game was a little bit scrappy. I don't know if what you thought about that. It didn't really look too organized. Just a weird game. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on what was going on that first half between the two teams. Yeah, listen, the, the Rockets, it's that proverbial have zero to play for, nothing to lose. And right. they just went out and played basketball. Uh, and that... They ran up and down the floor, a smaller lineup that was a little quick, gave us a little bit of problems. They were switched everywhere, which is a defense that's been deployed by Houston for many years, which means it doesn't matter how big you are or who you're guarding, you're just switching and uh, giving us a little bit of fits. We only shot 17 threes, I believe, in the first half. True. Named six of them. But, you know, when you're shooting close to 43 a game, you only put up 17 in the first half, and... And they're equaling that it's it's a uh, it's a little tricky. So, you know, a very different game. Led sixty six to sixty at the end of the first half, which uh, was taking care of business, but closer than we thought it might be. Last night, the Rockets played Milwaukee Bucks. Um, same type of game. They were tied at the half with the Bucks, even with the Bucks starting lineup, and the Bucks pulled away. A very mirror image of last night's game between the Rockets and the Bucks, and the Jazz did the same that the Rockets did. Just took over as the game wound down. Right, but a big milestone tonight for George Niang. Um, 24 points, career high, back-to-back career highs for two of our players. Bogdanovich last night with his uh, 48 points, I believe. And now um, George Niang sets another record for himself, another personal record. And he was just shooting lights out. I mean, he looked good yesterday against the Nuggets, but tonight he just really took advantage of the way the ball was moving and got himself into great openings to hit some shots. And the three, I think he was shooting. Let me look at exactly what his um, his performance was from behind the three-point line. But he didn't seem like he was missing. He seemed like he was catching the ball and, and had his mind already ready to shoot. Yeah, six, from, six for eight behind the three-point line and then nine for 12 overall. A couple steals. And was just shooting lights out tonight, so that was that's good to see from from George Niang. Um, what do you think about that? Points, twenty-four points in twenty-four minutes, uh, very impressive, uh, and and just looked confident, right? He had right. everything going, and nine for twelve, like you said, shooting wise, another milestone for Utah Jazz man. While you have two All Stars sitting on the bench, resting and and uh, you know getting better and. Conley and Mitchell yeah. he comes in and does, does his job. 
another player who does his job similar to Bogey last night. Bogey had another good night. Yeah. He had 20 points and, and that played really well. Everybody shot well tonight. Everybody had a had an expected game, a pretty good game. Mitchell and Conley were looking good on the bench. I, I comment on their style. I, I think Mitchell was wearing a black sweatshirt with just white small letters on it. I think it was well known. Is that what it looked like? I, I believe so, yeah. And then uh, Conley rocking the, the cut up jeans, the uh, open knees, and, and just the ragged jean looks. I mean, these guys are just all full of style. Shirt Clarkson probably looked pretty fresh. Yeah, some cargo type pants, I think. So he also had 21 points, not a great night shooting, a great team uh, overall, two for seven from three-point line, but he had... Streak continues. Game. Yeah, streak continues. So that makes 90, I believe, 90 straight games with three-point yeah. shot coming off the bench. Once again. And uh, does a good job. Rigo there had a double-double tonight, 13 points, 14 rebounds, six of nine shooting. If you look at the stat line, the top, all five starters... Bogey, O'Neal, Gobert, Ingles, and Yang scoring double figures. Clarkson adds another double figure game as well. And Forrest plays 21 minutes tonight. Big. Uh, eight points, three bounds, three assists. Doing his job just like last night. So my favorite, my favorite play of the game actually came from Clarkson. He got, I think it was the second quarter, or first quarter actually, right at the beginning. He caught a pass at the three-point line, and everybody knows he's going for that streak, knows he's going to make that three-pointer, and I forget who was guarding him, but they jumped up on him immediately, and he just did a little hesitation. Lane opened up, jumped pretty far out, and just did a two-handed tomahawk dunk, and it was uh, quite a dunk. And that was probably one of the coolest, one another cool Clarkson dunk. Listen, we uh, we know JT as our guy who has been the sixth man, and will be the sixth man of the year as we talked about last night. And yet we forget of his athleticism and his rookie year. I think it's all rookie team. And uh, he's played with some superstars, as you mentioned, as we were talking the other day, and, and LeBron right. James and Kobe Bryant. So this guy is a is a is a rock star. Yeah, he's and, definitely played uh, with some talent with Kobe and LeBron there. Yeah. So you look at that. You know, from the Rockets side tonight, I thought it was really impressive. Uh, Kenny Martin Jr. I'm old enough to remember his dad with the New Jersey Nets. They went to the NBA Finals, and uh, Kenny Martin was just just a leaper and a player and now you're watching his son these many years later you know 20 years later just doing the same thing 27 points 10 rebounds 2 assists we also had a um, gentleman coming off the bench Thomas for the Rockets had 27 points 5 rebounds and 3 assists yeah big night for Thomas yeah career high for him right yeah good for him I, I thought it was interesting. I, I know I commented earlier. It was just kind of a weird game at the, at the first half. Jazz came out strong with that 15-point um, run, but it was just weird. It, I think, I don't know what you saw, but the rotations seemed kind of interesting for a little bit in the first half for the Jazz. Um, we had, obviously, Forrest got his good minutes, and Oni came on, got some good minutes. Um, just looked like they were kind of experimenting a few things as they were um, going out at the very beginning. Yeah, really, uh, kind of a strange game overall. The Jazz actually went up by 20 uh, late in the game, which, uh, which, again, they showed their dominance. Not a great defensive game or, you know, normal offensive game. Nothing to really write home about, but they win. They now go up one and a half games on the Phoenix Suns. 
in the West, one and a half games overall in the league, so still maintain the number one team in the NBA, which is impressive. I'm getting six Jazz players in double figures, all five starters in double figures, which is good to see, and really, really playing well, and, and again, taking care of business. So uh, as we move through this game, it, it was what it was. We knew the Rockets were going to you know, win in the end. I guess you say, you know, it could have been a trap game. But the Jazz were really, really good um, to do what they needed to do as a team that was short-handed and without a lot of energy. There was one stat. I think the Rockets started the season 11 wins, 10 losses. Hmm. And now they've lost 42 out of their last 46 games. Oof. So they have gone on just a horrendous slump and tough when you have good players like John Wall not playing. Over, over people and, and you know not there anymore and, and, and just really a struggle yeah but overall great team effort from the Jazz as you said those, those double digits for the starters and for our players it always feels good when they, they can go to a back to back and still perform at a high level even though it was a tough season for the Rockets it still was a good reminder that the Jazz are, are always playing at a consistent level um yeah, so going to yeah. going to the league then, if you if we're looking at the standings and, and where the Jazz are headed, the Jazz play again on Wednesday, um, I think at Golden State, which will be an interesting game. Uh, Wednesday or Monday? Are they oh, excuse me. Monday, yes. And so, yeah. and yeah, coming off a good little end to the season for Golden State as they look to even play in for, the, for a playoff opportunity. And uh, I think you mentioned earlier, I don't know if you have a, a quick stat on what Stephen Curry is doing around the league right now. Yeah, so I think everybody's watching this, making actually a late run to be an MVP. But, you know, I said this last night, it's hard for me to say I've been around a long time and seen some great shooters, but he's, he's the greatest shooter in NBA history. Tonight he takes 26 shots. Um, 21 of them are three-point shots. So let me re- 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 repeat that. 26 shots. 21 of them are threes. He hits 11 of 21 from three and ends up with, I think, 49 points tonight. Wow. So the Jazz are now going to step into a hot team in Golden State. They're just getting into the, the, the play-in series. It'll be interesting to see what happens on Monday night. I believe the last time we played Golden State in Golden State, they took care of business and beat us. As we went on the road, I think this just ended a five-game home streak press. So now we go out on the road and we have to play Golden State. So any thoughts about uh, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, that team? You know, they have Andrew Wiggins. It's going to be an interesting game for the Jazz to see if they can play a team that's playing at a really high level right now with uh, the greatest shooter of all time. Right, and they're currently just sitting at that eight seed right now in playoff territory. And they are trying to take care of business. They're going to go for this win. They're only half a game above the Grizzlies. Um, and uh, the Lakers are even slipping, too. Lakers are right now in seventh. They're in that play-in opportunity. Um, looks like right now they'd play the Grizzlies to play in. And they're, they're 12 and a half games behind the Jazz, so only um, two and a half games above the Warriors. And then, um, so the Jazz are, they're looking to play some teams in the next uh, four games that are all, within grasp of being in the playoffs. They got the Trailblazers coming up even. Um, Damian Lillard, we talked about last last night. 
how he is just dominant and looking to separate themselves from the Lakers even more and avoid that playoff uh, play-in game. And so right now, this, the league, uh, the, these, play on, these play-in games are making the end of the season a little interesting, a, a little bit fun to watch. You even look over in the East Eastern Conference, the Wizards are putting up some fun games. Um, I don't know if, you, if everybody's seen what... Russell Westbrook and Beal did tonight. I don't know if, what you can say about that, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so Russell Westbrook tonight, and his stat line was amazing. First of all, Spencer, you look at the stat line there and, and kind of see what Russell Westbrook did. He had another triple-double, 100, his 181st career double of his career. And that is ties Oscar Robertson, who we all know is wow. a triple-double machine. And uh, what if he? I, we are watching, we are watching history with Russell Westbrook every night now. Yeah, and but, that rare, rare in the NBA. So I don't know if you have his stats, but I, I think it was off just. And one thing as you as you find his stats, he made free throws in overtime to put the Wizards ahead, and then he blocked a shot to win the game. Yeah, so I mean, he's getting back. He, I mean. Say what you say about him right now and where he is, where he's at in his career, but he is definitely still got his athleticism. And he definitely still has his heart, which is making it very fun to watch. Um, as I pull up his stats here tonight, they only beat the Pacers by one in overtime, and it came from a dominant performance from him. He shot he shot um, thirty three points, nineteen rebounds, fifteen assists, two blocks, one steal. Like you said, that great block down the stretch. Stretch. So let me repeat that. 33 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. I mean, that's just unbelievable. And I don't care what type of player you are. You're looking for those stats every night. And he has been doing that 181 times on a consistent basis. And then you go over to Beal, put up 50 points, five rebounds, one assist. Between the two of them, they scored 83 points. I, I mean, it's hard to find players that can do that uh, throughout the league history, but... I mean, Russell Westbrook is definitely a player that is going to be, I think he is going to be someone that we'll remember for, for a very long time. So, yeah, great yeah, just, game. Just, just think about that stat line and how much Russell Westbrook touched the ball tonight. If you're shooting and scoring 33 points, Good point. pulling down the rebounds and the assists, making the assists that he had, he has the ball in his hands. A tremendous amount. His usage rate must have been off the charts. Right. And uh, just amazing to see. Now, you look at that stat line, you go, wow, this guy really did it too. And then you look at the stat line below for Beal, like you said, and 50 points. I just, I just I can't fathom how much those guys have the ball in their hands. Yeah, they're confident okay. with it. They, look, they want that ball. I mean, he's notorious for yelling out when he gets a rebound to make sure he gets that ball right away. And so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they end up. Uh, I know the, I think the Nets got blown out today even too, which was kind of interesting. Um, yes, yes. So where we have the, the Nets, the, well, I'm showing that the Nets are winning. Right oh, they're actually against, winning. Against the Nuggets. Oh, so they right? beat the Nuggets. So, that was my, my mistake. Yeah, they just, the final is in. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Denver Nuggets 125 to 119. Wow. Yeah, so they were actually down. I think the Nuggets had them on the ropes early. But yeah. now the Nets come all the way back, beat Denver. So for those Jazz fans out there, as we cater to the Utah Jazz, this puts that distance between us and the Nuggets 
and starts to really, really help us lock in just a great, you know, number one seed and definitely number one or number two seed. So as, as we go through the league, let's just kind of close this out again. Two stellar performances tonight outside of the Utah Jazz, one by Stephen Curry um, with 49 points, and then a triple-double by Russell Westbrook. You are seeing history in the making, I believe, by both those players, and this is a special time in the NBA, right. so we close that out. Now as we look at a few games around the association, we see the Nets beating the Nuggets. I have the Trailblazers who beat the Spurs. That keeps the Trailblazers really putting the pressure on uh, the Lakers and maybe creating some separation there. It's interesting. Uh, Sixers take, yeah, go ahead. The, it's interesting because the you, you talk about that in the in, Tomorrow is actually a big game for the Lakers as you talk about the separation between the two because they go and they go head-to-head with Phoenix tomorrow, which is good for the Jazz no matter what happens. But, I mean, Phoenix will be playing against L.A., which means that Phoenix is playing pretty dominant right now. They could even push the Lakers even farther away from the Trailblazers. And then, or the reverse could happen and the Jazz can be even more separated from Phoenix going for that number one seed. Yeah, it's, it, this is a good debate to have as a basketball fan for your team. Do, right. you, do, you, do you root for certain teams in certain games, or do you always want the lower team to beat the higher team? And I'm kind of one of those guys on the ladder that wants to beat the lower team, so I would want the Lakers to beat the Phoenix Suns so it would create, using that word again, separation between the Jazz and the Suns. Some people would say, gosh, let's keep pushing the Lakers down, let's see what the Suns can do, but the Suns, we're putting the pressure on them to win games, and that's right. what you have to do this late in the season. Yeah, I mean, every game counts right now, and I mean, that makes that's a really good point that you, most like most situations, you want the lower team to beat the higher team, especially when you're always trying to win your games, so just do what you can, and then just hope that the uh, the teams around you don't, don't convert as you move forward. And so... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting end of the season, especially for Phoenix. They got a couple of similar games like us. They play Golden State as well, and then they play Portland, and then they end out their season playing against San Antonio two times. And so those are, they play, I guess, all their teams that they play in the next, over the next five games that Phoenix, Phoenix will be playing five teams that are all within the play-in um, situation. And so all their teams are going to be either looking for a win to be, Clinton to be, in the playoffs or be looking for a win to be in a playoff position. Um, so it's going to be interesting for Phoenix. They're obviously playing very well, but they're going to be playing against teams that want it and need it. And so be be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, yeah, so the yeah, league is I, turning out pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, have a look. Uh, just had a little trouble here trying to pull up the standings. If you can go to the standings, and let's just look at the East really quick. You have the 76ers winning tonight. And you have the Nets winning tonight. I just wonder how how close that is getting, and who is going to be the one, and who is going to be the two seed. So it looks in like the there's East. What, what do you have there? the Sixers are are now they're on a after an eight game winning streak. They are three games above the Nets. So Nets are three games back um, with that calculating that win tonight against Denver, which means that I I wonder how many games if each team has about four games left. I mean, there's still a chance. Um, but as of right now, the Nets or the Nets are three games behind the 76ers. So got it. 
Let me see. They so, they have and the Nets have Chicago. They have they have four games left: Chicago twice, San Antonio, and Cleveland. Um, and then the Sixers are. I think they have four games left as well. Um, they play Orlando twice, Miami, and Indiana. And so, it looks like as of right now, if things go the way they've been going, I mean, the Philadelphia's on a three-game or eight-game winning streak. They have the chance of finishing top of the table. Right. Um, I'm just totally impressed uh, by how, you know, the Sixers have, have, have stayed in there, right? They've They've had some injuries to Embiid on and off. They've had, you know, different setbacks, you know, with some of their teams. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And then when the Nets get fully healthy, I saw a little bit of a uh, of a highlight the other day that the Nets are like, you know, the Hulk, right? Yeah. <laughs> a, a three, a, that three-headed monster. I mean, seriously, we talk a lot about it. You, you see it, you see it, you hear it. It'll be fun to see what they do. That's why I, I love being in the West because the West is going to be crazy down the stretch. It's going to be crazy in the playoffs. The, the better teams are, are probably in the West, but it'll be fun watching your team, those that we cater to in the Jazz, and then looking over into the East and watching how the Nets and the Celtics and the 76ers and everybody else that's over there and what they do in the East. Yeah, it'll, I mean, like I said, this playing game makes it a little bit more interesting towards the end. And uh, as of right now, it, there's going to be some some fun teams in the in the playoffs, and so it'll be interesting. I, obviously, the Knicks have turned around their season in their top four, so they're looking good. And yeah, just fun basketball all around. Yeah, I think so too. So let's, uh, let's kind of finish up going back to the Jazz take a look at again they have i think four is it four remaining games after tonight yeah four games and so we go to golden state on monday yep i think when you and i were talking about this last night um you know not really sure we go get this game golden state's got a lot that they're somewhat playing for you've got the greatest shooter in the league who's really hot right now yeah uh, but we're playing we're playing we're playing great basketball. Yeah. And so, you know, who I think, knows what can happen here. To be conservative, I think we just said, hey, let's just let's just count this one as as a potential just to be a little bit more strategic. Let's let's say we don't get this one. Um, obviously the rate the Jazz are playing, they've won the past couple of games. They even I mean they looked good against Denver, looked great tonight, but I mean, you never know what Steph Curry has up his sleeve and you never know what a road game can do to you. So we'll, we can be conservative with that and say that they might not get that one, which then leads us to come and, and have Portland in the Jazz Stadium on Wednesday. Uh, I forget what, exactly what we, what we thought about this one. I think we even had Portland maybe beating the Jazz here. Yeah, I, I think when we talk about it, and, and be conservative. Say, that, that both Golden State and Portland, have, we're playing for something. We clearly want the number one seed. We want the home court advantage. We want to be the best team in the league. Quinn plays to win. Uh, you know, we've rarely seen him coach not to win. And so, but but Portland and uh, Golden State and Portland have real big reasons to win because they're right. jockeying for major play-in ramifications for Golden State. And then 
Portland just trying to get that much better so that they can have a favorable matchup in the playoffs. Well, they even want to avoid the playing game because they'll finish sixth if, if they win games, which means they don't have to play an extra game or an extra two games. And so this is big right. for them because then they can even get some rest knowing that they can jump right into the playoffs rather than being concerned about an extra game. Right. And then... Right, so... Yes, yeah, so okay, then we... got Golden State, Portland... Then we move to... Yeah. We go out to Oklahoma to play uh, the Thunder uh, right. on Friday. And that, that should be one we should get. I mean, I know it's a road game. I don't know where Quint, how Quinn feels getting so close to playoff time, but uh, the Thunder are 21-47. So I think even the way that our bench is playing and, and how determined they are, I, I feel comfortable saying that this might be a game where we can consider us getting a win. Yeah, I, I think that, they'll, listen, it'll come down to, do we have just a, are we tied with Phoenix? Do we have a game lead? Are we two games up? Some of that will factor into how how we play, who we play, and what we play for. I think there's been a few teams that have been caught by OKC, and then I've seen a few games where right. OKC's got absolutely obliterated. So they're a true enigma and a mystery as it pertains to how hard they will play. So... Yeah, I mean, it comes down to where we're, where Phoenix is and where we are, and, and then how, I mean, the game's up to us at the end of the day. You can just play play to get that win, and I think I think we can. I mean, the Jazz sometimes get trapped in these games and don't convert, but overall, it, it just comes down to, I, I mean, I don't know. It's always a discussion looking at knowing where the playoffs are going to be or who's going to be where in the playoffs. It's always a discussion to to see what the strategies are and, and, and knowing who you're going to be playing. The Jazz are obviously going to be top two, and so it's interesting to see who will be the 7-8 seed and, and, and where that aligns with, with the Jazz. But I think you always just go to get that win, and so it just depends on where yeah. Phoenix is. And then we go to Sacramento to close out the season. On Sunday. We all know, yeah, we all know what we did to Sacramento a week or two ago, and... Right. Uh, I, I, I think we get the same. I, so you look at the last four games, maybe it's a loss, loss, win, win. Maybe it's a loss, win, loss, win. So if you can split two and two, uh, the, the, the only sad part about where we're headed is that Phoenix owns the tiebreaker and has really owned us this season. You can oh, talk right. about each game. We were in a game at one point and missed it down the stretch, I think, True. in OT. But uh, they've owned us, and they own the tiebreaker. So yeah, so Phoenix owns the tiebreaker. End up, end up with a great record, and yet possibly not win because we don't own the tiebreaker. So hey, it'll be fun. Out. Phoenix is playing five, four teams or five teams that are all in that play-in or playoff situation. So they're going to be running into the same kind of situation we are. So it'll be fun. Yeah, and I Fox is one of my favorite players. Just got to throw that in there. Sacramento is, I mean, it'll be a good end to the season. I like watching Fox play. Yeah. So, all right, well, that, uh, I think that wraps it up. We'll, we'll uh, really look forward to Monday night. It'll be a fun game to see Golden State play. Really excited to see us there. I just, it used to be that I would fight it, being a Jazz fan. I didn't want anyone to do well, and now I kind <laughs> of embrace greatness. And like I said, I've used this word about two or three times in tonight's episode, which is our second episode, which has been fantastic, and that is we're watching history. So 
history being made. Uh, embracing history with Steph Curry. Any final thoughts, Ben? Yeah, just going to be a fun to see two great shooters, uh, Clarkson with his streak and, and Curry with his streak. And so I'm excited for another game and to see where the season ends up. All right. Awesome. Thanks, All right. Dad. Thank you. Good night.